0: to control it, but he tried to knock it inside for Manelli. he was tightly marked, and it's Uriali now, Bertone, if you want to, yes it is, good move, oh! what a chance.
1: And welcome to a very, very special episode. It's Matilda Ashes. It's all happening at both the big sporting events. If you're an Australian sporting fan of the moment, then strap yourself in and feel the G's. Don't know who that guy is. No need to stand up and point at your crutch. No one can see it, Mace. No one but me, and that is oh, right. Two Eyes Too Many. Two Eyes Too Many, not a podcast. Thank you. Welcome to Maybe Daily, guys. We are sponsored by mintsports.com.au.
0: Honestly, I do not
1: regret getting them tattooed on my back. We're also sponsored by Manchester Weather Bureau's ASMR. That's the anti-sunny's Manchester rain. Interesting radar to help you get
2: to sleep. Would that rain be salt, salt water rain? Salty water rain? Salt water wells in my eyes.
0: Nope. Don't get any rain
1: on the ashes because we've got them. (laughs) Don't clag up that urn, guys. Uh, let us pray. Let us pray, mates, that the Matildas have shed their yep. initial nerves before the next clash against Nigeria. Let us pray that Sam Kerr, God, Kerr, mm. gets herself right for the knockout stage. Oh. Let us pray that the Aussie cricketers crunch the palms at the Oval to create history, and let us pray that the English media continue to sook up ad nauseum.
2: Oh. In the name the of disturbing soaking. In the name of...
1: Jacqueline Jacqueline Ben, Household name. Who is that? That is Sam Kerr's physio, and she's got the most important job in the country for the next two weeks. In the name also of our Tony's Bluetooth Bluetooth earpiece. earpiece. Who are you talking to, Tony? They're on the ground. Dustin Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. The original Rain Man himself. And... And...
2: Piers Morgan's, Morgan's tissue, tissue Box. box. Yuck. Absolutely Yeah, that's a little creepy.
1: <laughs> Probably should have gone with hanky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, He'd have a
2: hanky for sure. Hey, speaking of hanky. Yeah, good musing. Good musing coming up here. I can see it. Good No, musing. I don't. Good uh, musing. It's a very
1: obvious one. Hanky, most disturbing thing you could ever have on your person. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Is a hanky.
1: I'm just gonna put all this snot out of my face and then put it back in my pocket. Mate, I've got to no use the
2: hanky. What, how how do you know where you snotted before? You don't, it's in the hanky, it's disturbing. <laughs> what are they, mate? Oh, they're
1: me jocks that I shit in but I keep wearing. No, mate. No. Go to the dunny. Use a tissue. <laughs> me, sh-
2: uh, me shitties.
1: Yeah, me shitties. They're me sharp
2: pants. Your shardies, put it in your shardies, put mate. In your shardies. Oh, you, know, you need a public toilet? No, just do it no, in your shardies. No, just put them in your shardies and keep <laughs> walking around, mate. <laughs> no, I was going to say
1: with Hanky that the other week we were discussing the, in the Matilda's preview, the other week we were discussing. Mm different words for sexual intercourse and hanky panky is up there but what i was remiss of because i actually used it during the week and thought ah hanky panky is amazing it's good but my favorite (laughs) i've skyrocketed to number one is actually rumpy pumpy so for anyone playing at home that's our new (laughs) clubhouse leader
2: (laughs) yeah hanky panky you know you start with you go what hanky panky Was he doing the Rumpy Pumpy? You always lead in. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Hanky Panky's foreplay to the Rumpy Pumpy.
2: (laughs) Oh, did you get Rumpy Pumpy? No, just some Hanky Panky, mate. Ah, spewing.
1: Well, you think Hanky Panky's like a base level thing? A couple of bases. Base level? Yeah,
2: I reckon Hanky Panky's early, like maybe. Like a kiss and a digit, kiss and a digit into a rumpy pumpy. So
1: let's go the bases then. I reckon hanky panky's probably base two. I reckon rumpy pumpy's three, and rooting is
2: four. Yes. What's one? Oh, wobbly ollie, wobbly Dobbly. What do they call wobbly Dobbly ollie? He's a virgin. Just a
1: bit of hair gun.
2: Yeah, a bit of hair. How'd gun?
1: you go? Yeah, a bit of hair gun. <laughs> yeah, moved on to a bit of hanky panky. Got pretty into the rumpy pumpy. Then we just spent the weekend rooting. Oh,
2: I think it's a, I think it's an iffy iffy stiffy iffy stiffy an at iffy the start. Stiffy. Well, that
1: doesn't really work for both iffy parties. <laughs>
2: Well, it can. It can. Sorry, it can. So, hey, so it can only get cancelled. So it's an iffy stiffy into a hanky-panky. Either panky an iffy stiffy puppy.
1: or a wet lettuce, whatever you go for. <laughs> We've started off our women's sport podcast really
2: well, Mace. Well are we still praying? Where uh, we? <laughs> pen. <A> pen. Wow. <laughs>
1: That's the longest sermon I've heard in a while, and I went to a Catholic school.
0: Please, Lord, hear our prayer.
1: All right, mate. The tournament proper has started. Yeah. We're going to get Matilda's first, then Ashes. You happy with that?
2: I've got a problem, mate. Oh, no. An absolute problem. I'll tell you why.
1: You haven't done your calf, have you? No. <laughs> On the eve of the podcast, you've done your calf. going to be two podcasts. No. <laughs> next two podcasts, are going to be out.
2: Out. Listen. Listen to me. Yeah. I need a permanent ban on one thing in life. Okay. The fucking Mexican wave. (laughs) Get it out of here. Get it out of here. We're going to get rid of it. Be interested in the sport. Be interested in the sport that you're watching. I'm sick to death of seeing it, especially in women's sport. I cannot stand it. And I looked into the wave, mate. Yeah, here we go. I looked into the... Brain buster, as you said, yeah, 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 thinking it started in Mexico. What was I wrong? You're wrong, man. You're wrong, Dennis. You're wrong.
1: What's this segment? Hang on, what's this segment? Oh, Oh. good to see you again. World Cup's (laughs) up and running. We've got the urn. Hey, welcome to your wrong night. Just me in a crowd by myself, like all these empty chairs. How come no one else is here? Because it's your wrong night. A desk for one,
2: okay. How are you, idiot? How are you going? Was that is that not where it was cemented? The Mexican Wave in '86. Let me tell you. Let me go. Let me take it to the. um... Oh yeah, yeah. Wow us with your googling abilities. (laughs)
1: Let me just uh, punch in the answers to the AI. I'm going to go on a writer's strike with Fran Drescher if you're not careful.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's alright. A friend of the pod, Tommy Parker, oh. up in Lismore. Friend of the pod. Ah, oh, Lismore. Big Tommy Parker got in touch. He to knows big rivals. He got in
1: touch. What he got in touch for? You're wrong, night to tell me I was wrong.
2: Yeah, he got a stitch up for Sonny, oh, You're nice. wrong, and said, "Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on." The Mexican wave didn't start in Mexico. <sighs> it started. Yeah. From a man called Crazy George Henderson at a baseball game in Oakland. Oh, one man started
1: California. it, did he? Yeah, no, nah, this is making sense. <laughs> one man. <laughs> yep. Nah, this is making heaps of sense.
2: Mate, the American Wave was not invented by a Mexican at all, but an American called Crazy George Henderson at a baseball game in Oakland, California on October 15th, 1981. The Oakland Athletics, the Oakland, that favorite name of yours, the Oakland Athletics. The
1: Athletics, the Oakland Sports. F- Unbelievable.
2: The Oakland <laughs> Athletics fanatic got the modest stadium crowd going section by section to create the wave effect and it caught on, spreading to ice hockey games around the US. It wasn't used in Mexico until the 1986 World
1: Cup. And that's why everyone calls it the Mexican Wave. If they called it after Old Man, who I've already forgotten... It would be called the old mate wave. The crazy wave. Yeah, crazy, the crazy George, oh, yeah. George Henderson wave. George Henderson wave. No one calls it that, mate. They call it the Mexican wave because it got international notoriety when the broadcast coverage of the 1986 FIFA World Cup in Mexico happened. I'm sticking to my guns. <laughs> Screw you, friends of all the right, pod. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, you know what? Huge thanks to Mark Munro. Mark with a C. Friend of the pod, Mark Munro, who also corrected me on social media. That's what it's for, guys. We don't want any engagement oh. apart from correcting. <laughs> (laughs) No, I made a mistake with the fixturing saying, hey, we've got to finish top of the group, the Matildas, or we might go to Eden Park. He's like, mate, I'm just really worried that Sonny's going to be wandering the streets of Eden Park because there's no chance Australia are ever going to New Zealand. And I looked up the schedule. I'm like, yeah, he's right. He's completely right. I don't know where I got that from.
2: We're getting getting fact-checked. Hey, guys, oh. the Mexican wave's not Mexican. Um,
1: <laughs> like, Is that what people listen to this for? Are all 70 of you listening to correct me? Because i tell you what, you're going to have to stock up on the red Posca pens. There are loads of mistakes <laughs> in this one. So many mistakes. Oh, well, I'm glad we got that so out of the way. Many. That's all we've got time for this week. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to the fact
2: check. You're wrong, night. Welcome to you're wrong, night. Look, it needs to be banned, the Mexican wave. I hate it. It is so okay. deflating on a game, and it's insulting. For mm. these players busting their ass out here. It is insulting. Hooray! Oh, look, it's coming back. It's coming back, Clarence. It's coming back around the crowd. Here it comes. Oh! Clarence, uh. it's gonna come back. <laughs> Clarence, don't move. Don't Clarence. get that hot dog. Here it comes. Here it comes. Hey! My penis tingled a bit on that time. <laughs> Clarence is gonna come around again. It's gonna come what are they doing? <laughs> Who's this guy? Who's Clarence's mate? <laughs> what a nightmares, Clarence mate. Shut up. I'm worried for Clarence, Jeez. to be honest with you. Clary, for God's sake.
1: Clary, sit down. You paid for the seat. I, Use
2: just, it. One, it's so irritating and so disappointing.
1: We can get into this later if you like, but I went to a bit of uh, reconnaissance work. I went to the Nigeria-Canada game, and there was a Mexican wave during that, and i got to tell you, it was my daughter's first foray into have a shot, guys, talking about my daughter. That's the other feedback we've been getting. Stop
2: talking about your kid. Oh, right, mate. We get it. You're a dad. Sorry, guys. <laughs>
1: I don't leave the house. I watch sport. I have a child. This is my life, guys. I'm sorry. Anyway, her name's Audrey, and uh, she's a... Li- I don't know what star sign
2: she is, actually. Who gives a shit?
1: She's a librarian. She's quiet and reserved.
2: Star signs, by the way. Don't get me started on star signs.
1: Oh, myth. Absolute myth. As a Scorpio, I can tell you they're bullshit. So... You know what the issue is with star signs, Mace? They're always, whatever the, the oh. reading is, it's always a positive. It's like, I am a leader. Yeah. It's like, no, mate. You just like them. If it said all the negatives, I'd believe it. You query your purpose in life. Damn, maybe I am a Scorpio. But it's always positive. And it's never anything like completely yeah. accurate, whereas sort of your left arm is slightly longer than your right. Jesus, there's some validity in this. Nope. Absolutely none. Anyway, the Mexican wave came around and she just looked flummoxed and I was pissing myself going, yeah, you're right. Didn't get it. And then, you know what's funny? She only just turned three, first time in a stadium, and she tapped me on the shoulder and said, Dada, Dada. I go, yeah. She goes, it's not actually from Mexico. You're wrong. (laughs) I thought, you little shit. You little shit.
2: And her first words were, crazy George Henderson. No, her first words were, whoa. Started calling you Clarence for some reason. It was weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, she threw half of her schooner over the dude in front of it. So you were in a Mexican wave at another World Cup
2: game. It's so disappointing.
1: Yeah, so I went to Canada, Nigeria really quickly just to check yeah. out the opposition. It was actually, mate, it was the perfect little introduction for my daughter for a sporting event. She's never she's been to like AFLW and some cricket stuff, but not a big venue. So there's twenty one thousand people, but it was, mate, how's this for a time slot? I had her for three hours on Friday. I've got a be a dad for three hours here. Tough gig. 12.30 p.m. kickoff on a Weirdest. Friday. That's a Beautiful amazing. weather. 21,000, so enough for an atmosphere, but Earthy. not overwhelming. I went snack heavy. Lots of snacks. Awesome. She used the potty. Great. Oh, look, Dada, someone spilt their water bottle. That's not water bottle, baby. That's a stadium toilet. <laughs> Shout out to Amy Park, by the way. Cleanest dunnies going really? around. They were cleaned multiple times. Fantastic work. I can tell you I've never really thought about this, but... When you've got a child and you need them to relieve themselves, it was a bloody relief. But yeah, no, she had a kick to kick at half time. She was running around. She loved wow. it. It was awesome. Great. It was absolutely That's awesome. Great. Spent half the time focusing on the flip seats and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great little foray in. And I've got a little bit of inside info on the other teams as well, which we can share later. Oh, We'll get into it. Won't well, Let's we get straight get in. into the big stuff here. So yeah, the World Cup has kicked off proper. The Matildas are up and running. Yeah. The big story, well, there's two big stories. One is, we won. We got three points. Thank all right? Jesus. Thanks to Nine Lives penalty, we're in. <laughs> oh, we needed that result. But the big moment was obviously Ker God Godker's injury and the repercussions of that mm. and how they kept it secret. What were your thoughts when you found out that she was out?
2: Oh, Flat as a tack. Absolutely devastated when I... I think I couldn't believe it. I was like, nah, can't be true, can't be true. I thought it was a joke. Oh, yeah, I thought it was a joke. Bit of a yeah. hoax. When the messages
1: came through, I started doing a Mace nice fact check And I Googled it. I thought, nah, this is your wrong night. This isn't happening. Crazy George Henderson. And yeah, I was a bit stunned by it all, to be honest with you. Hey, we spoke though in our preview about her poker face Mm -hmm. and how good she is in the media and she was at it again. And this preposterous chat from some corners of the media saying that, well, you know, was that right for her and our Tony to, to not disclose this? The most ludicrous line of query I've ever heard. Why would you tell your opposition that your biggest threat that they've been planning for for the last three years isn't going to be playing? stuff happens all the time in sport.
2: Every sport does it. Why would you tell? I know. I thought it was one of the great tactics by our Tony. One of the great... Awesome. tactician.
1: Also, if you're a journo, maybe look at the way you operate in your own backyard before throwing shit over the fence. Maybe just put your hand up. Any more questions? Um... Sorry, Samantha, one more.
2: Why are you limping? Like, do your job. The dark chocolate is rich. Oh, my God. But I'll tell you
1: what, talking about Poker Face, her having to answer questions at that press conference the day before, knowing she wasn't going to be able to play.
2: Oh, Must have been heartbreaking.
1: Mate, she was asking, did you see the press conference? She was getting asked about how this is her legacy moment. This is her career pinnacle. How are you going to feel leading the team out in front of 80,000 with millions of watching and all this stuff? And she gave away nothing Amazing. she was fantastic yeah. and from all reports as soon as that press conference finished she walked into the rooms and there'll be vision of this because they do have cameras following them mm. so it'll come out eventually but apparently she sat the whole team down and gave one of the great speeches and just said this is not about me this has never been about me we are the Matildas we are not Sam Kerr we are not one person no one is bigger than this team go out there and win it bang see you in two weeks or whenever we are and I'll, and I'll be part of it when we lift the cup
2: just got goosebumps Unbelievable
1: And the other thing is Game one That's not her legacy moment We plan on playing seven games Her legacy moment is the fucking final Yeah So let's get through the first three Without her and we've still got more than half the tournament where we could have the world's greatest player up front for us.
2: It could be a real blessing in disguise, that. It could be a real blessing in disguise with her coming I in. I mean, let's face facts.
1: Yeah. Like that That's incredibly naive. We're both on the optimistic yeah, angle. It's like It's never a blessing. It's, it's literally the worst case scenario. For the last two years, we've been like, just wrap in cotton wool, <laughs> it don't so get injured. Is and true. it happened the night of the tournament. <laughs> it so is. <laughs> but I've been clutching at those optimistic straws, sure. mate. And if you want some hope, over the last year, the Matildas have scored... In their 13 games, taken to the corner, mm. they've scored 28 goals. Mm. How many of those 28 goals were down to Sam Kerr?
2: I'd have to say oh, 20? Four. Wow. See, that's great. And I, when I was thinking that, I'm thinking, no, she definitely would, just of her season in the uh, WSL, of how potent she was. Mm. But that's, that's amazing. That is an incredible stat.
1: It's a little bit of a misnomer because she does, like we discussed, draw attention from the other defenders. Her movement creates space. There are a lot of other yes. factors that create opportunities That's for right. other players. But we can score without her. Bathurst 1000 in that time had seven. And then the likes of the Spark plug Mary Fowler, Razzmatazz, Vinesy and the Horndog all have three each. So we've got options all around the place. But like I said, we plan on playing seven games. We can get Kaya Simon and Sam Kerr back for the knockout stage. And so That's far, right. so good. Because let's get into the, the island game, shall we? Let's oh, get into it.
2: Jesus. The fucking Irish. How brutal are they? It's like scenes from The Troubles <laughs> and in Belfast. What was going on? They all read Angela's Ashes before they came out. They were so amped. <laughs> How aggressive were they? I mean, Mate, good so Lord. Physical. They... they They actually played a very good tactical game of...
1: That's it. Brutal, physical, tight, bunch through the middle, made it hard for us to break them down. They're going to be a handful for Canada.
2: Jesus, they are going to be... Yeah, they're going to be a real handful. I think they're, as everyone said post-game, a couple of the um, pundits said that's going to be our hardest game of the group, was the Irish game. I think
1: it's our hardest game of the group, not just because of the style of football, which is really hard to break down.
2: Oh, it was Burnley away. It was, it was Burnley with material on a
1: Tuesday night in the snow, <laughs> oh, raining sideways. Reason. <laughs> Actually, Mace, it's your wrong yes. night. It was stoke away. <laughs> I think that'll be our hardest game, not necessarily just because of the competition and all it. That's all these athletes have been thinking about for yeah. years. Since that announcement six years ago, hey, you're hosting, the back of their head, it was cool. I get to be in a World Cup at home. The last three years, it's literally been the sole focus. Everything has been tailored towards that night. So it's going to be jittery. It's going to be nervy. That's why it was just oh. sheer relief. Just get the three points. Just get the result because it wasn't a good game. It wasn't a no, – was we tough. weren't anywhere really near ugly. our best. It was no. tense. It was anxiety-inducing. Oh. We turned the ball over a lot. It was scrappy. A lot,
2: wasn't it? Very. Yeah. It was the yeah.
1: culmination of six years of build-up. And I just wanted the points. Yeah, Just get the three points and move yeah. on.
2: It's one of those games.
1: Selfishly, as a spectacle, I also wanted a, a good game so that the Aussie public gets on board. I do worry that people who tuned in just out of curiosity will be like, that was pretty bad, that was pretty scrappy, glad we won, and they won't watch again. Yeah. I still think we'll get on board because the alternative is playing well and not getting the
2: points. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: let's face it, that's you know, no one wants to win the urn when it rains, but it's better than right. losing the urn.
2: I thought it was a bit of a relief Especially Huge. when that's Catley all, scored, that's it, the felt, number one. it felt relieving that whole game after the ninety minutes were done. I f- 100%. As you said, I, they were pretty poor with their passing compared yep. to what they usually are. Even Gori gory Dunga, her sure, passing wasn't as elite as it usually is. Trenches Gori, yeah,
1: for a player who's all of about four foot in height, she was clearly heading. Shoulders above the rest. Trenches Mm. was everywhere. Trenches was everywhere. But even for her standards, her lofty standards, she Mm. didn't hold on to the ball well. We didn't have fast paced, one touch football. No, we did. I think that's to be expected to be nervy. Very nervy. And hey, we've sort of avoided the issue here. Nine Lives, fantastic penalty and celebration.
2: She had a great game too, Nine Lives. She did have a great game. Really good game. Yeah. She had a really good game.
1: And I think it was a a positive almost that we got the three points with Mary Fowler being thrown in there, the spark plug. Normally off the bench, she struggled.
2: Yeah, she did. I
1: think Bathurst 1000 struggled, but will be better for the run, and I'm backing her to have a big one against Nigeria. I loved the goal celebration. That is an iconic move of them, like a school of fish. They
2: were, weren't they?
1: It was a little bit, it reminded me a little bit of 05 against Uruguay when Aloisi scored, and we kind of morphed this school of fish of celebration where we all kind of went together. She kind of ran an Aloisi lane, didn't she? The thing I love about football the most... And a big tournament the most is when a team or a goal a player scores they're instantly a child again they're eight years old and they celebrate just like that there's these awkward jumps in the air and like running around like you don't know what you're doing it grabbing is so people's cool necks,
2: dragging them to the ground it was so good all of them were there too it was just amazing oh there's been contact in the air The majority of the 80,000-plus inside Stadium Australia interruption. I thought uh, Mackenzie Arnold had, had an unbelievable game in goals too. thought she was unreal.
1: I, I was happy with our game management, with our substitutions the last 15 minutes, but the last yeah, 10 minutes awesome. were so tense to watch. I think... Mackenzie and Goal was phenomenal. AOK and Claire Hunt, the C Hunt in our central defence, were phenomenal too. So mm. that sort of back three to keep another clean sheet was full on. Although Razumatas just punched above her weight because Katie McCabe, the K Mac, was trying her best to punch on with her. It was. Oh, I was worried she, about oh. another broken leg.
2: not she was in your pre, in your cell, mate, in Ireland? She's just with shiv <laughs> You always
1: go to being in jail. You're always like, <laughs> imagine being a cell
0: mate.
2: <laughs> She was (laughs) tough as nails. Yeah, yeah. Actually rated her. She was so competitive. Mate, they're gonna be a handful over in Perth for the Canadians for sure. I thought Razumatazz really showed some ticker. She is so tough. It was a fight all night. Absolute fight with her all night. And both of those bulls went back and down. And she was was deserved that penalty. Hundred percent. You know, that was a push on Shiva. On the great name, Shiva. Absolute she yeah. She was really. <laughs> devastated, Shiva,
1: when she got subbed off. She it really sunk devastated.
2: in. Can we talk about the Catly pen? Please. That beautifully placed in po- you would no one's saving that. No one's saving no it. One. And it's all the more impressive
1: because taking it to the corner, at the yep. time of recording, Mace mm. at the time of recording, after just about yeah. eight games, it's ridiculous. Mm. There have been ten penalties so far already in this tournament. There's been eight, but two had to be retakes, right? Ten, pen. Yeah. Out of those ten, how yeah. many have gone in? Five. Only four.
2: Wow. So Catley, 75,000,
1: weight of a nation on her, pins oh. at top corner, postage stamp, absolute oh. <laughs> top bins.
2: She's a strange player, Catley. Like, she's so composed, but mm. she's actually way more skillful than you think. She's not just a... Typical left back. She's a creator as well down that side. And I I just, yeah, I I thought it was... Well, she doesn't take penalties for the Tillies Never does. And Captain's Hit just comes up and says, it's mine. i
1: tell you what, though. You could do a lot worse this tournament is going through every team, finding out who their penalty taker is, and putting (laughs) $4.50 on them to score a goal because there's a lot of pens. I did notice in that moment, though, like I was loving the celebration and then... One of my pet hates. I won't get into it too much because I couldn't really be bothered. But one of the commentators, uh, I don't know who it was. <laughs> so you're going to get into it. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Not today. Not today. But <laughs> the commentator said it gave her all the feels. It gives me all oh, the
2: feels. Goodness.
1: Oh, really? Did it? Gave you all the feels? Yeah. <laughs> Every emotion.
2: Did you? Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. We can't just say made me happy. It has to be all the feels.
1: All of them. Yeah, you were full of elation and depression all at once. Like, there were a lot of negative emotions. There were a lot of bad feels. It gave me all of them. Did it? Were you scared? Were you grieving? What are you talking about?
2: Clarence, when you were stabbed by your best friend after that game in in Auckland, did you have all the feels?
1: Couldn't be happier, couldn't be sadder. You know what it's like, all the feels. It's a gateway drug to saying Sunday Funday and Friday. you know? I've got all the feels. I'm going to eat all the things. I'm going to breakfast this weekend and I'm going to have all the things. Fuck off. I'm so,
2: so hangry. I'm so hangry. Oh,
1: my God. I'm just not myself when I haven't had a coffee. Cool. Don't tell me.
2: Hey, one that made me giggling for the 90 minutes was the Irish player call. <laughs> Little John Unbelievable Little
1: John Are we watching A Mel Brooks film <laughs> Little John What's happening
2: here Is this Prince of Thieves I was in Tears every time Good clearance By Little John I was like Little John I Little John To Robin Hood To Pan To Hook Oh I mean, what? Little John. <laughs> and whom might you be? Oh,
1: they call me Little John. Hey, but don't let my name fool you. Real life,
0: very big. I'll take your word for it. Now let me pass.
1: Uh, no. I'll tell you what I do like about that, though. So yeah. obviously, we've got the relief of those three points. The tournament for me was three phases. One game, one huge occasion, more than Great a game one. of football. Get the three points, get the confidence, get injury-free. We don't have the injury-free, but we're through that phase. Phase two, getting out of the group, getting our play together. Think about Argentina in the Men's World Cup. They lost to bloody, what, Saudi Arabia in the first game? Ended up winning it. It doesn't matter how you start. It's how you finish, okay? So it was scrappy, it was rough, but we got the three points. And that's kind of the tale of the tape in this tournament so far. A lot of the top teams have been pretty average. So the next phase, get through the group, then tournament proper starts in the knockout rounds. Huge thing in our favour, our home base is in Brisbane. So we've spent an entire week there, which is great. And we're going to play a more open team at a packed Lang Park. 50,000 Rabbit fans over the top. Thanks for coming. Meanwhile, Ireland and Canada have to fly all the way to Perth and back. That's not going to be good for them. We've been chilling out on boats and shit. Did you see that, by the way? Our Tony, we flew back on the Friday, did some general recovery. Taking it to customs there like that. Mate, good Saturday stat. was supposed to be a training session all day, and he realised yeah. the weight of what they'd gone through, and they needed a bit of a palate cleanser. Girls, you're not training today. You're having the day off. I've booked you a boat. Love it. They all went and just chilled out on a boat. There's vision of them just doing like horsies off the boat, like bang, oh, we're relaxed, we started. You know, so good. Did
2: Tony book that on the headset? Do you reckon? Just went straight on the, the Bluetooth. Headset.
1: Who's he talking to? <laughs> okay, so let's run through this. Our Tony's got a Bluetooth bloody headset during the game. None of the players are mic'd up. He's in charge, so he can just tell them the message. Are the coaching staff up in the stadium? Is that the only thing I can think of is that they're there upstairs watching it. Is he listening to Dancing Sorry. with the Stars on the other channel or something? What is he what's going on with the headphones?
2: Who won? Who won? Who got through who got through to the third round? Unbelievable. I don't get it. I genuinely don't get it. I oh, know, there has to be. There has to be someone. There has to be people up in the stands. I just
1: like I'm waiting for him to just keep talking, and then the bloke next to him just starts like pointing to his ear, doing the same thing, having a chat. (laughs) Someone rocks up with his Uber Eats. Here's your Hungry Jacks, Tony. Could
2: not look more like a narc. Just looks so
1: strange. It's weird, man. (laughs) It's really weird.
2: Yeah, nice try, narc.
1: Where's the narc? Who? That Jamaican guy. What did I say? What's
0: going on? Hey, we're just trying to have a good time, narc. Why do you want to destroy us?
1: So the best case scenario is Ireland and Canada draw, and we beat Nigeria. So then we're through, and we're through on top, and that means that we can rest her, put her on ice for the remaining group game, safe in the knowledge that we're going through top of the table.
2: Let's talk about Nigeria, Canada, with your little. Let's do it with your little assessment, live okay. assessment down on the ground. So what are we looking? What are we? What are we going to look forward to?
1: In fairness, the notes are a little bit scribbled because halfway through it was like, okay, yeah, we can go to the potty. And yes, it's funny that they uh, sit on the seats with their bum. Tada! They open the seat with their bottom. Yeah, they do, mate. They do. Okay, yeah, you want some hot chips? Let's go. So uh, I wasn't as studious as I normally would have been. I can tell you right now... The Barcelona striker that we pinpointed at the start of this tournament, of Shola, she is quality, man. She was just so much slicker than everyone else. The number eight for Nigeria. Mm. You don't get nominated for the Ballon d'Or four years running unless you're pretty bloody good. She's a gun. Mm. Their 40-year-old centre-back. 40? 40-year-old centre-back. You'd think we could get some pace around her. Her nickname <laughs> is Mama Anomi. Mama Anomi Ebi. her I name like is. That. This That's is her awesome. sixth tournament, sixth World Cup. Sixth? Now, She's obviously very good, she knows what she's doing, but we've got pace to burn, so I feel like we can run around her and the oh, others.
2: we do. We do. I
1: also was trying to keep a really keen eye on our man, the Randy Walnut in charge, the yeah. human cigarette.
2: <laughs> yeah, did you see him? Was there smoke coming off him? What's the go?
1: I saw him, and i got to tell you, like HD doesn't do anyone any favours, and in real life, <laughs> boy howdy. Real hungover Jeb is, is he like
2: Jabba the Hutt on a diet? Is he just like skinny Jabba the Hutt? What's he, What's the guy? What are we looking like? A lot of skin?
1: I reckon when they banned tanning salons, he got wind of it earlier from his local guy and bought about four of them for his own use. <laughs> I just think that he thinks he looks mint and it's through sheer vanity. And I'm like, mate, you, you can light a match off your fucking skin. You
0: are coarse. Oil of Olay. It can help you look younger too.
1: It's going to be a more open game. It'll suit us. They can pounce on the counter though, okay? Okay. So that's the thing we've got to worry about. With Ireland, we had to worry about set pieces and we managed to stave them off from the corners. With Nigeria, we have to worry about the counter. So I would love an early goal again, but preferably two because they will keep coming. They could have pinched this against Canada. Yeah. It's going to be a better game. Again, I'm predicting a big game from Bathurst 1000. I'm thinking potentially flipping her and Fowler so that... Bathurst better when she's running at players. She can turn and run at them. When she's running off curve, she's isolated, amazing. isolated, wasn't she? She was a little bit isolated up front, and I think that she's yeah. she's gonna have a good one. I just think that they can run at the Nigerian defence and then get on the end of Vinzi and Razamataz's peppery crosses, and we are good yeah.
2: things. We go through. Awesome. Lovely. Great save by the Nigerian keeper Mdozi. Now, Dozy, I think her name was, unbelievable save. Was she good in goals? She was. She wasn't really tested that much. So it wasn't, they did really well in
1: shutting it down and pouncing on the counter-attack. So that's all we have to worry about, I think. okay, cool. It's just going to be frustrating if we haven't scored within 60 minutes. I know you and I were messaging during the Matildas opening game, and I really battled watching that. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah. Because it was so tense. And you were actually pretty good. You're like, no, we'll break them down. We'll break them down. I mean, in the end, we got away with a penalty. It was our only real (laughs) clear-cut opportunity. So I I can't handle more of that. But I think we're better for the run. We've got the nerves out of the way.
2: That's right. Absolutely. Hey. Absolutely. Yes.
1: We might have the introduction of Charlotte Grant. Charlie was crook for the first game, our young Mm. left back. She spent (laughs) her time the last two days bedridden during that game, playing FIFA on Xbox because <laughs> Sweet Lou Carpenter, the country chippy, I don't know if you saw this, but going into camp, knowing that they were all staying together and having to go to their rooms and not wanting to be just on their phone looking at media, mm. Sweet Lou Carpenter, the country chippy, bought every single player in the Matilda squad an Xbox for the tournament. What? On arrival. Yeah, That's they get, awesome. They all got an Xbox and they've all rigged it up so they can play with each other as they go to their rooms. That's so amazing. it's like, all right, guys, it stumps, That's let's great. go play. And apparently, <laughs> even greater... Young Charlie Grant, she spent the entire last two days playing Ireland, then Nigeria on FIFA. Same players, same tactics.
2: Australian hero. Australian hero.
1: That is amazing. That is And incredible. then they asked they asked how it went, and she goes, Yeah, we win both.
2: <laughs> get out, Tony, get her in. Get He's her ready. on the boat.
1: Get on the boat. so the tournament in general mate we have a little bit of tournament chat
2: let's do it buddy
1: let's do it the has nearly pulled off a hell of an upset against sweden oh. some serious moist mitts on the swedish keeper by the way real <laughs> moist midder <mitta>. big time <laughs> They are known for their salmon mitts. (laughs) Hard salmon mitts. They eventually got up 2-1 thanks to a 90th minute header from the Swedes. Mm -hmm. You know what? Sweden used to be the benchmark for women's football. Yes. They're no longer that great. They're pretty boring. Right. So the tale of the tape so far in this tournament has been that the big teams have struggled early. And again, you've got to build in a tournament, so let's not read too much into it. But I have watched a little bit of Sweden over the last year or so in their qualifying, and they're just pretty... So that's disappointing.
2: That's that's funny. I've taken to the corner as well, and I've watched a couple of games. I think Spain and Japan looked fantastic. Spain looked good. Really, really convincing. But these teams are playing Haiti. I mean, how minnow can you get? These teams are getting smaller and smaller. Where's Brunei
1: when you need it? England got out of jail against Haiti. England got out of jail with a penalty that had to be retaken it was 1-0 in the end, thanks only to that penalty. The first pen was saved. Oh, stiff as. You know, it was really stiff. If you watch the second penalty, which I have, the English actually encroached the box. So it should have been retaken again.
2: Oh. If you're going to retake it for the keeper, stepping I over I the you line, and then you've got That's to retake right. it for the attacker. That's exactly. Haiti were a bit stiff to not get a point there. Absolutely very stiff,
1: but yeah. Mate, there's some small teams in there. The Philippines are playing. Stajic, the ex-Matildas manager, is actually in charge of the Philippines. Stajic. How's he feeling? Oh, yeah? <laughs> Whole nation watching the Golden Girls. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's got the Philippines.
2: <laughs> Cheers. Making up the numbers. Yeah, look, there's been a lot of good players as well. I thought all the Spain, the Spain I think Gonzalez up front for Spain can play. And I also like... Bierenstein for Netherlands.
1: Greatest name ever.
2: Bierenstein, one of the great Literally
1: names. a beer in a stein. It's a beer in stein. <laughs> beer in
2: stein. The left forward for Holland, who are the Dutch. She looks unreal as well. There are some real, really scary players in this World Cup.
1: 100 mm-hmm. percent so Absolute Jamaica
2: match winners yeah like Jamaica Jamaica
1: held the French nil all the French looked poor I, I thought they were really poor against oh. us they were almost worse against Jamaica so I think they' they're probably I know I just said teams build but I think they're rough Jamaica's a great story that's their first point in World Cup history they had to crowdfund they kick-started their way to the World Cup
2: you're kidding crazy nah Wow cool runnings too. Yeah, if you want your uni assignment
1: to get up, you go to Kickstarter, and if you want your women's football team to plan a World Cup, you go there as well. That game drew 39,000 in Sydney, and the average attendance wow. so far has been over 30,000, which is incredible. Hey, in that game against France, there was a big group of school kids that obviously went as a school. Yeah. And it was so good. They were all all wearing berets with baguettes and drawn-on curly mustaches clearly doing like a French assignment and the teacher's like quasi-racist and like, yeah, just do that. i can see what the school was
2: wearing when they're Jamaica. Jeez, that would have been interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. They were just all smoking doobies and listening to Bob Marley. Really slow Mexican wave. Get up, stand up.
2: (laughs) Get up, stand up, forget why you're
1: standing up. (laughs) Bob Marley actually created the uh, Mexican wave in Jamaica.
0: Get up, stand up. Stand up
2: for your right.
1: The fact this isn't being broadcast on Free to Wear is such a huge disappointment. It's such an opportunity missed for the momentum to be gained. Because especially after that Matildas game, as much as it was pure relief and it wasn't a great game of football... Yeah. I know that some people who were sort of on the edge would have been like, oh, I'll watch a couple of games. There's three games a day that I'm watching and that should be on Channel 7. Instead, they've got 15, just 15 of the 64 matches. Shocking. It's not enough. It's shit house. What not are you enough. doing? Very it's Home World Cup. Hey, mate, a couple of other stories. Yeah. Morocco... At the time of recording, are about to take on the Germans.
0: The Germans! The, the Germans, jump. one of
1: the favourites. But Morocco's Benzina, Nuhalia Benzina, she is about to make World Cup history to be the first player to wear a hijab. Oh, wow. As little as 10 years ago, it was not allowed to wear any sort of headscarf or religious adornment. That's so amazing. she's yeah. paved the way for, obviously, all the kids in the That's Arabic awesome. world out there who, who thought that they could never do that. Speaking of the Moroccans... The BBC is in a bit of uh, hot water After asking Uh the Moroccan captain in the press conference during the week You know, not how do you think you're going to play Or what are your chances But hey, any of your teammates gay? (laughs) Which in itself, pretty disinteresting question But also, hey, guess what? Being gay is illegal And you can be beheaded in Morocco if you are So maybe don't lead with that question (laughs) Unbelievable. What's your formation? Are you gonna go 442 and do you chicks like pashing each other? Cause you'll be dead if you answer yes. Awesome. Good journalism. Why don't you work out whether Sam's got a buddy bad calf, you idiots? So that's basically what's going on at the moment. Our next game is against Nigeria this Thursday night. It'll be more open. There will be goals. Caitlin Ford will score and we will get the win and qualify and put Sam Kerr on ice. Uh, Pen. For anyone who's got Optus or the ability to watch it, make sure you watch Canada and Ireland because if there's a draw in that game, we are farting through silk,
2: my friend. (laughs) Pray to the gods. Pray to the Tilly gods. Mate, I cannot wait for Thursday. We are looking good. I like it. I like where we're at.
1: Alright guys, alright guys. Welcome to Manchester Weather Bureau's ASMR. Gorgeous summer's day in
0: Manchester. Yeah. We're a
1: well-earned bit of rest. Just listen
0: to this beautiful weather just getting a little bit heavier, it's absolutely perfect, I keep playing, it seems fine, we should be up six nil already, I know there's only been four, yeah. I tell you what, we have the right to play this weather, it's only just a wee bit of missile in Manchester, Rift off to sleep, safe in the knowledge that being too worn down in the series is actually a positive. Oh what a glorious day Day all traffic. I'm gonna stroke one through the covers and turn this Summer's nightmare into my own delusional wet dream. Download Manchester where the blue rules And let us talk you into success
1: yeah. Let's talk ashes mate Ashes, ashes,
2: ashes Boom, boom, winter of publer Steve's Ashes Watch.
1: The urn is staying oh. with the good guys.
0: Woo!
1: How do you feel about this?
2: I feel fantastic. <laughs> You're absolutely fantastic. Good. It's something to be proud of. We've held them off. Yeah. We've held them off. We've defended the Ashes.
1: That's right. And you know what? It's... I'll admit, maybe I'm getting a bit old and a bit soft. It is a little bit yeah. bittersweet because I didn't necessarily want to lose. I didn't want to be going to all, but I've never gone into, in my lifetime, I've never gone into a fifth test of any series at 2-2. I've never witnessed it and I probably never will. So there is that element of like, you know, like we spoke about last week, the fantasy is going to the last one and winning it, but really you just want to retain it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I get the English frustrations because we've been there before. We've been there many That's times, definitely, 2013 definitely. springs to mind, yeah. 2005, the last test. There's, there's been yeah. a lot of occasions where it's been on the other side. But I don't buy into those frustrations as equating to an unjust result, you know. For me, this is all about earning the right. We're 2-1 up. We've earned the right of retention. Just yeah. as if this deck played tricks and ripped through us, England would have earned the right with their innings of batting and our first inning's failure. We didn't earn the right to be disappointed with how we played. The other thing is they've won every toss. They've had the better of batting conditions. Both teams lost their spinner, but oh, we lost what's ours. With what's with the coin? Oh, my God, double-sided coin. Double-sided coin, called. <laughs> you know what it is, because the fucking Queen's still on it. Yeah, that's right. Do you remember when the King's on there, they just call ears? <laughs> Ears or tails, <laughs> mate. i got go ears. I'm
2: going to go Dodie. I'm going to go Dodie in the uh, tunnel. Can we get, can we offer of Dodie in the tunnel? <laughs> no, it's okay. Ears. What's the most you ever lost on a coin toss? Sir? The most you ever lost on a coin toss? I don't know. I couldn't say.
1: Call it. Call it, yes. For what? Just call it. The odd thing is, though, Mace, like, I was a bit flat retaining them this way. So I guess we should say that it was a washout and it was a draw for anyone who's under a rock. But whilst I was flat, the more I see of the English media and the pundits hypocritically soaking, the more I'm leaning into the joy of it. Like, I don't, I don't mind the draw at all. we get the ashes. But I w- wish we'd seen us battle on with the bat and have to save it. You know, through cricket and not the elements. Because this series deserved yeah. more.
2: Yeah. Well, I think the English press and the English team are always going to have... They're always going to have excuses. Like, my thing was, like, I want us to just beat them. Like, I just want us to, uh, 100%. Us to beat them. But you know what? They're always going to have an excuse. Every oh. time we beat them, there is always an excuse. So, you can't convincingly beat them. Because they'll find something... To make sure the cult lives on. It's either Mate, the bear stove stumping. It's either the weather. It's like, when I first heard that it was a draw, I was like, real like, fuck, I wish we just fucking bowled it. We skittled them, gone, convincingly beat them, spat in their face, pissed in their dunnies. Pissed in their dunnies? Pretty, That's a Pissing pretty... Pissed thing. Wow.
1: What a bit of slander. <laughs> Washed our hands in their sink, cooked them a meal, did their dishes, <laughs> tucked them into bed, made sure they were safe and content and never felt harm. Yeah, that'll
2: show them. Yeah, that'll fucking show. i been flushed too.
1: Come over here, pissing out dunnies. What do they think? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, just these G-rated insults are just perfect. <laughs> well,
1: it's also not even an insult. It's just exactly it's nothing, what you should do. It's just a nice thing to do. It's oh, man, they do. put their feet in their socks.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're always going to have an excuse. Yeah. yeah, according to them, they still time. won the first
1: two, and they should have won this, and you know what? They should and could be up 3-zip. They really should, but they didn't.
2: Exactly. My favourite thing is, if they were that good, does everyone forget what happened at the end of the first game? Yeah, the yeah. first We fucking won! <laughs> and are like, oh, England have been way better the whole time. I know. Hang on, I know. Hang, on, hang, on, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on,
1: hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What's the
2: go there, vaughn I used to like Michael Vaughn. I fucking hate his guts now. (laughs) He can go live in a ditch. Can't stand Vaughn. That's what I
1: mean about earning the right. So let's look at the two Stokes declarations of this
2: series, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think they've improved, by the way. They've been much more intelligent than their first two gung-ho, culty, basball stuff. They declared too early through arrogant basball in the first test. Mm -hmm. So that set up enough time for us to win it. That's a bad declaration. Yep. They yep. declared too late. Well, they didn't declare. They batted out the innings in this one, which seemed folly at the time. I was watching going, as an Australian, how good's this? Keep batting. Yeah. I'd rather Jimmy yeah. Anderson at the crease with the bat than with the ball. So, yeah. I, I mean, I do wonder if the Besto element to all this played the contributing factor. I dare say it did. Mm. If it was any other player... You probably don't keep batting, but Bastyo's cop so much criticism that they let him bat on. He ends up taking a single on 98 when he hadn't been the entire time of their <laughs> partnership, and he gets left stranded on 99. It could not have gone better as an Aussie fan because they kept batting to waste time, and he didn't turn up.
2: The best, the best. He's
1: got 12 centuries, Bastyo, and he's still yet to turn up after wicket keeping in a game. Really? So only ever in the first innings when he hasn't kept because he's no good. And just on that. Let's talk about earning the right again. Yeah. Oh, we've been the best team. We've been the best team. Five test series, it will even out. Maybe it'll be two all. Who knows? That might be just. Whatever happens after five tests is normally a just result. 25 days of test cricket will oh, even out in the wash. Let's talk about Bairstow's keeping. I actually think you could say a lot of reasons why we've got the urn. Bairstow has dropped no less than 10. 10 chances in the first three tests alone. That's an entire innings. Anyone who sits there and says, well, well, it's good of him to at least try and get a ton, blah, blah, blah. How about using
2: the gloves on your hands and taking the opportunities oh. when they arise? The fat boy is at it again. He just keeps dropping them. It's no good. He keeps dropping the toffee apples. He's no good. I think that's exactly right. I love this topic, earning your right. And they haven't. You've got to earn the right. They have the done right. yeah.
1: Now we've earned the right to do what we want with our team in terms of getting a draw at the next test. I feel like with the weather, with the weather around, so certain this last test, we kind of played that way. We were tentative, just going, oh, we just got to bide our time and hope that it rains." Basically, like what they
2: destroyed yeah.
1: us with the bat. They really did. Pat Cummins looked tired. There was some mental lassitude there, and it's yeah. the reason people query whether a fast bowler can lead an international cricket team because I can't remember getting pumped that bad as an Australian team in India. Yeah, we've done it, but it's a slow burn and they cash in at the end. Mm, This was mm, just mm. crash, bang, wallop. And it was scary, but the rhetoric around Cummins is a bit of an overreaction in my mind. It was two bad days. You know, this bloke won the world test championship in England against India. He won a test series in Sri Lanka. He won a test series in Pakistan and there's no hiding in the field. You know, if, If a batting captain fails with the bat and gets a pair, they're still fresh in the field and they can do tactics and think about which bowlers they're using. Paddy's one of those bowlers. So he's having to think about his bowling, getting carted around the park, then the tactics at the other end. It's not ideal and his mind went wandering. Also, he didn't have Nathan Lyon, who is just a classic set and forget manoeuvre. All right, I'm going to put line yeah, on from that end. Right, he's not going to get pumped. Right. He might get a few wickets. Then I can think tactics and think about my bowling. So there's a lot of ifs and buts yeah, going that's on. That's a great
2: point. That's a great point. He's played yeah.
1: five tests in a row. And then you, you factor in the media commitments, the tactical input, the selection headaches. As the Australian skipper, second-hand job in the country, his gorgeous oh, eyes, that's he's right. got an English partner. Like, there's a lot going on here. Jesus Christ. The talk about, oh, like some of the shit coming out last few days, oh, he's not been the same since the Bear Bairstow incident. It's like, mate, he's knackered. Oh, it's not God because sake. he got out a bloke who wanted out of his crease. We have secured the urn. That is number one. That was the number one priority going there. But in my eyes, and I think most Australian cricket fans' eyes, and definitely the players, it's a stepping stone to what we want, which is we need to win the series. We
2: need to come out of this on top. Ah, uh, fucking... 10.
1: i'm by winning i win here and i win there now what
2: look i gotta give hats off to the ugly man zach crawley on that innings he played absolutely incredible batting from the ugly man
1: i hate to be this bloke which is every single park cricketer i've ever played with there's no such thing as a bad century there is no such thing as a bad ton i don't care if it's a test level or in the backyard you score 100 you're a gun i love it yeah that said his zero to 100 is one of the worst tons i've ever seen now when he got when he got to a hundred full credit, hundred to one hundred eighty nine yeah, phenomenal. He went for it, but man, if a French cut could produce any more, like this guy should be in a fucking bakery over in Paris. The amount of French cuts he had that nearly got him out. I thought we were really poor tactically. We bowled to him like he throws his hands at absolutely everything outside off. We should have just kept putting it out there. But yeah, I, I thought watching it, am I being really? Parochial and subjective here And thinking that this is a shit ton And it turns out since stats have been held Sixth worst century
2: Are you kidding? Nah,
1: I heard this stat during the week Because they can tell you how many balls you let go How many you played and missed How many you edged And how many you middled And on those <laughs> parameters It was the sixth worst century I want to watch the other five just quietly what was I'm the tipping f- the oh, three yeah. lines on them yeah. <laughs> It was me in the backyard <laughs> Hats off to him, but the ton I wanted to talk about was Manus. He's got one. Oh, yeah,
2: really good. Hats off to Manus on that ton.
1: Amazing. And also, hats off to Mitch yeah. Marsh, who batted with him and has looked fantastic since coming in. And considering a draw is all we need to win this series, great to get a couple of those blokes in some, in some serious form.
2: Fucking Marshy from the fucking nosebleed section. Where has he come from? So good. Absolute boondocks, Marsh. He's been incredible. <laughs>
1: Jeez, yeah. What do
2: you reckon He benches Just benches like Huge tyres Every morning Yeah I was
1: going to say He'd use weird <laughs> shit He wouldn't use his weights He'd use yeah. like a wild boar Like an actual bison <laughs>
2: That's why they call him The bison He has a pet bison
1: But Marnus yeah, is officially Australian again Yeah uh, My my stats on Manus <laughs> Are that when he's 0 to 49 He's South African When he's 50 to 99 He's an Aussie
2: And when he turns <laughs> up He's a Queenslander again well, if the English got Marnus out early, they probably would have signed us up pretty soon after that. But they didn't, did they, England? They didn't. They didn't earn the
1: right, but they were scuppered by the light as well. So the light was deemed too bad for pace, so they had to bowl Root and Moan You know, it was a really odd manoeuvre, though. So the central umpires come together and determine it's too dark. Meanwhile, umpire Joel Wilson, who says, hey, too dark to bowl pace, is wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Hey, Joel, take the tinted peepers off and let us play. Gee, it's bloody dark out here. Like, what are you talking about, mate? Oh, gee, it's a bit wet in here. You're in the shower, Joel. Like, what are you talking about, mate? Take them off. <laughs> Fucking remind...
2: hell. <laughs> that, reminds... <laughs> that reminds me of our auntie was like that. She was one of those people that was like, no shit, dickhead kind of moments where... When I was young, we went into a pie shop and she said the classic to the guy behind the counter. Got any pies?
1: Got any pies.
2: <laughs> and then at, at a cemetery...
1: Take your sunnies off, Nan. <laughs> yeah.
2: At the cemetery, I'll never forget it, walking around. She just sort of looked around and went, it's pretty quiet around here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's yeah, gonna no, no, it's going to break out soon. It's going to really kick off soon, Nan. <laughs>
2: This place
1: is dead anyway, man. I don't even want to really necessarily bring it up, but... Yeah. What are your thoughts on the old rent-a-quote Piers Morgan stuff?
2: (laughs) Rent-a-quote. Oh, he's a turd. Oh, he is the epitome of, like... You're already annoyed him just hearing his voice, but then you Mm. see him... Oh, it's sensory overload. Your fists start fucking tingling. I
1: don't want to advocate violence, but your knuckles would glisten, and it would cure arthritis if you chinned him. It's... (laughs) It's like, geez, my hand feels good. Well, looks
2: nice. He's a troll merchant. He, he has the no old, idea. yeah,
1: that's it. That's it. It's it's the Mark Twain line of like you know never argue oh, with an yeah. idiot
2: because that's right. Bystanders
1: won't know who's who, or they'll bring it down that's to their level right. and win with experience. You know, you're in trouble when Merv Hughes is calling you out. Like Merv's called him out oh. on his antics. One of the biggest ass clowns ever, Merv Hughes, and he's called out <laughs> Piers Morgan. Did I ever tell you about in the Caribbean? Been lucky enough to do a bit of travel, guys. In the Caribbean, Merv had like a tour group of Weekend at Bernie's style, pensioners. And I remember talking to some guys in that group, the two people under the age of 94. And I said, I must be pretty cool being able to have a beer with Merv and chew the fat, blah, blah. And they just were like, nah, the first few days were good, but he's just a pest. Like, we can't get rid of him. And then I saw them at the airport and they were all trying to get away from Merv. And I thought, this, this can't be too bad. So I went over and Merv had, Bart Simpson style basically, a little machine, a little recorder that was a fart machine. Yeah. And he would press buttons. I'm not joking. He would press buttons like at the airport while they're all trying to go through customs, thinking it was funny. And this is like five weeks into a tour. Everyone was just like, fucking rack off, Merv. You're pissed. Absolute pest.
2: What are you bringing back into the country, yeah. What, what? Anything to declare? I'm a pest. <laughs> Even the old blokes with dementia like get him away from me. Oh, unbelievable!
0: <laughs> the the balls literally head head buried head right head in the middle of of big birds' big guts. And that's
2: where it stayed. Buried in his guts. That's the best caught and bold you would ever want to see, my friend. Mervyn Hughes, the magnificent reflex catch. The take his hat thing on the Melbourne cricket ground. And the crowd's gone wild. The Australian team's gone wild. It's a great day for Victoria, a great day for Australia. It's a great day for the world, and it's a great day for the great man, Mervyn Hughes, the hero of the MCG. I love him. I want to book him, get him up here. Jeez, Bull, settle down, will no, you? No, Tony, I won't fuck you. Fuck the rain. Fuck Sri Lankans. Fuck Australia. the so really, Come on, Bull, get a grip Big
1: on yourself. Man, Anderson, mate, I reckon he was a sentimental pick at his own ground, because Tongue looked really good in his test outing, so Jimmy, I can't see him playing against Australia again. I I don't think they can pick him for the last test, and I don't think we'll see him again. Not going to lose sleep over that. Ta-ta! Ta-ta, James! James. (laughs) So, on the last test, mate, I think we need a bit of a fresh approach. It it is, and I think I outlined this about six weeks ago when we started. My fantasy is that we just need a draw, and we could just stack the batting order, you know, like play both all-rounders, carry at eight, get Glenn Maxwell to be our spinner at nine, <laughs> Nisa at 10, Cummins 11, and just bat,
2: just bat. I don't think that'll we happen, but no.
1: I mean, I'd love can Nisa to see. Get a,
2: can Nisa get a share?
1: Yeah, he can, he can. I think if this match, because it's such a short turnaround, I think if this match had gone the five days, I think Stark's injured. I genuinely think he's got more than a niggle. So... Mm. They'll probably bring someone in, but it will likely be Murphy for him. I don't know if they'll play Green either. I'd be tempted to bring Murphy and Nisa in for Green and Stark, but I don't know what I'm talking about. For the Poms to look at something different would be good in Nisa, and Mm. he can also play attack and cricket with the bat. As long as we've got some intent with the bat, like Marnus and Marsh showed that. Rotating the field nicely. I mean, geez, we miss Lyon. It's funny to think about how maligned or underrated Nathan Lyon is. Crazy. You would think that... Getting X amount Of wickets Or a match winning Performance would turn The na- the narrative around him In the country I feel like his absence Is probably gonna It's a bit like When someone dies And they become huge You know Elvis died and yeah, it became His best career move It's like Hey yeah, right. <laughs> Since we haven't had him
2: We've been pretty shit Look how fucking bad We, we are. really right.
1: missed that's Nathan right. Lyon That's right and I think some people Are starting to realise Like oh that guy Was pretty important For us Because he would have Allowed that Like I said That set and forget Cummins mental space
2: He made us win Mm. by being out there on one leg. That's how fucking good he is.
1: So, taking it to square leg, England have averaged 36 runs per wicket. We've averaged 32. That sounds close, but when you extrapolate it, it's 40 odd runs difference each innings. It's actually the biggest differential in the positive for England since 1985. Wow. But hey,
2: that's pretty good. It's about
1: tactical now, it's about declaring at the right time, and it's about earning the right. This is the only draw of the Baz Ball era. So they don't do draws. So the, the fifth test at the Oval, where we do not have a great hunting ground, is going to be massive because by no means boy, is this a dead boy. rubber. We want to win this series. It's been 22 years since we won a series there. So let's step up for five more days of hard graft and get come it on, boys. done. Come on, boys. Let's do That's it. That's the beauty of a five-test series. The right result will come out in the end. If they're good enough to get a win, then so be it. But if not, go get stuffed. England, peers, get your tissues out and bugger off. <laughs> and your hanky. And your hanky. Put your hanky away. So you wash your hanky in the... Uh, it just does not hit in the hanky.
2: You got caught. You caught yourself. You caught yourself diving into the hanky gate. You were there. You were there. I
1: thought this would be half an hour. and uh, An hour is too long to go back to the hanky. Hey, mate. What have we learned? what have we learned? What have we learned?
2: What have we learned? 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 What have we learned?
0: What have we learned? We've
1: learned that we can't talk for less than an hour. Cut you away on your bloody lunch break.
2: It is true, it is true. The Tillies are going deep into this tournament. Yes. From the teams I've seen, we are going to be very, very successful in this tournament.
1: And I've learned, and I think the nation will learn in the coming two games Matilda's are not a one woman team. Bloody hell, we're a lot okay. better with that one woman, but we are not a one woman team. I've uh, also reiterated the learning that everyone who's ever breathed air on this earth knows that the Poms are massive silks. <laughs> That we thought this was the year of international success for Australian sporting teams. It's the year of the calf muscle. Look after your calves, guys. Oh. Nathan Lyon and Sam Kerr could be the decisive moments of the sporting calendar. Those baby cows have not done well. All right, All right mate. All
2: right, let's buddy. have
1: a chat to Piers Morgan on socials. How do we, uh, how do we get people piling in on Morgan. Twitter and Instagram,
2: maybe underscore underscore daily. That's maybe underscore underscore daily. Follow and like our shit, please. Follow and like it, Mastodon. I'll see you in a couple of
1: games' time. We'll try and keep everyone updated. It's a tough schedule in the uh, personal lives of your humble hosts, but we will try to get into your ear holes as soon as possible. I love you, mate, and I need you to stay as mint as humanly possible.
2: Mate, I love you and stay as mint as humanly possible too.
1: Oh, there's only two things I love, mate, and that's my own words coming back at me and you saying them.
0: Yeah! <laughs> give,
2: me, give me one sec. i got to find this part. No,
1: nah, bullshit! Bullshit! <laughs> you can't. I'll, I'll fall no, on my No, it's sword here. I found it. Like, I found it. Hey, let me it. just go to my dossier. So hang on, hang on a, a minute very good No, start. hang on a minute This means that, okay, obviously I'm being defensive because I was clearly wrong by the sounds of it mm-hmm. but This means mm-hmm. that you not only haven't taken it on face value Do you sit there after we chat every week and go, okay, time to fact check everything Sonny said Because <laughs> I don't believe him A little bit, a little so bit you, you got off the English phone to selfish. me, oh, love you mate, love you too, see ya <laughs> Righto, let's see what he got wrong this week
2: It's coming back, Clarence. It's coming back around the crowd. Here it comes. Oh! Clarence, it's going to come back. Clarence, don't move. Don't get that hot dog. Here it comes. Here it comes. Hey! My penis tingled a bit on that time. Clarence, it's going to come around again. It's going to come... What are they doing?